genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, now in trade, a once-in-a-while podcast where we talk about some of our all-time favorite comics and graphic novels now in trade. My name is Adam Sheen, and I'm here, as I'm always, here with Sean Petit. Yo. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Hey, yo. Uh, as a reminder, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast, so uh, feel free to read the book first. Um, yeah. <laughs> we don't, we're not going to give you timestamps, because we're only talking about one book, so, you know. Yeah. You can read it Makes first, it or, or not. It's whatever. Uh, today, we start our series on graphic memoirs with uh, The Magic Fish by Trung Lee Duane. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Just like a little side note about like at the first page, there's a note about how it, it uh, changed what the um, medium, the medium. I thought I've never seen that in a book or like talking about the first 170 pages is on like regular cardstock, but then it was finished on like Photoshop. I've never seen like a note mm. like that in a comic. It's, oh, it's that's especially, especially yeah. interesting because um the, the changes indiscernible to me like i i feel like only someone who is an artist or works in this medium would be able to tell <laughs> yeah because i i was like oh i'm gonna look for it and I'm like i didn't notice at the, all no. i think the art is just distractingly pretty it's so I just, it is really i was pretty. just like not noticing that because yeah the whole book so you can do an awful lot with digital art these days like you almost don't right. need pen and paper anymore like but it's also impressive that the same art like just knowing, like, all pen and paper, like, it's pretty impressive. To yeah. get, then, Do we want to give a brief preface of what the, our break is this, this time? Yeah, so we're going to do, do graphic memoirs. So, uh, like, kind of more autobiographical couple. memoir, um, sort of real-life stories. Yeah. And yeah, how, how people, if, specifically uh, taking a look at how people use the, the medium of comics to tell their, their own stories. Or in this one, using or just the power of stories in general. Yeah, because yeah. that's a big theme throughout this this book. Yeah, I think that's a big theme throughout the three books we're reading. Uh, At least for the two, the two of the, yeah, I've read two of them and I hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, um, so most of them we can say. Confidently. Yeah, they're all they're actually all written by comic creators. Oh, that's they're very cool. People not to, they're not, they didn't just write a comic book about their life they they're, ma- they're actively also making in the comic industry. books yeah 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 that's so, what i meant so that yeah so naturally their their life story would be written in this medium because yeah, yeah. and also not yeah. the first graphic memoir we have done i our our first no, season not. break was also graphic memoirs but it was all banned books specifically um, yeah so you know if you're looking for more graphic memoirs go read mouse persepolis and genderqueer um but yeah, these are a little bit outside of the. I mean, I'm sure this book is banned somewhere because it's queer and Florida and Tennessee exist. Um, what, but, what's interesting about it is nothing. Nothing in this book is particularly explicit, but it explicitly challenges the school's right to do what it does in this story. Yes. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't describe anything in this book as. I mean, it is visually explicit. It is right. a young adult book. Um, this, Absolutely. Uh, it is like on the the back it's like by like rh graphic kids is like the publication so it is like a book for children and and in the sense that i guess we'll just get into the plot essentially the the story is tien a like young adult is has grown up as like a child of a first generation refugees from vietnam and He's, he's like what ten or twelve? 10, yeah, I think I forget if they actually say yeah. the age, but I think he said he's thirteen. Thirteen, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, and he's trying to uh, connect with his mother specifically through storytelling and fairy tale storytelling. So, um, around the house, she always speaks Vietnamese, and he always speaks English, and they will read each other stories uh, they will read each other these these fairy tales each other fairy tales so they can practice exactly their their uh their english and vice versa yeah yeah um and it's a great that's a great uh way to spend time with your kid it really is and you know the stories nice. are the stories are time honored tradition yeah. Um, yeah it's great and I, the stories in the back like i i read um where uh nguyen got the inspiration for the the various fairy tales um mm-hmm. and like a lot of them are are based 
on like uh there's like the Hans Christian Andersen Little Mermaid and there's like mm. um mm-hmm. you know but but yeah some of these are being pulled more so from different um like like the style in the fairy tale has a decidedly more Vietnamese or more Western aesthetic based on who's telling the story. Um, I did like how they did that. Which is really fun. But essentially, um, Tien is trying to connect with his mother through these stories and trying to figure out how to come out to her. Um, Because he's already come out to his best friend. Um, He even came out to the librarian in an attempt to try to find some kind of way to... He's trying to find the words for in Vietnamese and there isn't really one. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I really like the, the development of Tien as a, a queer kid because he's got a really supportive friend group um, with uh, Claire and, uh, I forget the, the boy's oh, name. what's the dude's name? Yeah. Julian? Uh, Julian. Uh, yeah, Claire Julian. and Julian. And <laughs> His interaction with Julian at that, once that kind of comes to a head so is so cute. Yeah, I, let's, yeah. Let's talk about the plot so of Tien first and then we'll get into the individual yeah, stories, right? I think that's a good way to do um, it. So, so Tien uh, clearly has a crush on Julian and Claire knows it and yeah, eventually... Tien is crushing on Julian hard. Yeah. Hard. But in like uh, really, really kind of cute ways. Like there's, there's yeah. just one moment where he wants to share his cake with him in his lunch, and he's like trying to find something to cut it with, and he just takes a bite out of it, and he like, you know, he's like, oh, loses his mind. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's I love it. Yeah, and it's like, like you know, Julian is is at soccer practice, and he stinks. So Claire's like, ew, get away from me. He's like, fine, I'll sit next to Tien. Tien doesn't care how I smell, and Tien's just like glowing yeah, like um, it's, it's, it really captures that like childhood crush thing you yeah, know what i mean for sure in a really wholesome and, and beautiful way and i love the fact that they go to like the high school dance despite the fact that tien was unable to get like his mom was gonna like make him a jacket but his mom had to go back to vietnam because her mom passed away um and that's a huge part of it. I like too. how her friend Claire just shows up. He's like, "You're going." It's you're like, "Okay, going." Yeah, get in the car. <laughs> Let's go, nerd. Um, yeah, the, yeah the, pretty the, much. The subplot with his mom is really is really sad because she's been yeah. she's been trying ever since she escaped Vietnam to save up enough money to go back and visit. Mm-hmm. And so Tian can meet her. Yeah, so Tian could meet her, and she mm-hmm. could kind of like make the family whole again. And it just it ends up never happening. Yeah, it's been. Uh, and like it kind of circles since back. They left and yeah, and that kind of goes into like what the stories are talking about and part of his struggle because he's like he's never seen his mom like in pain like that, and yeah. it like it shook him pretty bad. Yeah, and um, and he keeps wanting to come out to her, and not really knowing how she'll react, but knowing she's going through a lot emotionally with the mom, her with his grandmother yeah. being sick. He doesn't want to put another thing on her. So he keeps holding back. The news of his grandmother's death came right at a moment where he was about to come out to his yeah, parents. He was, so he was he like, was I want to cusp. talk to you guys about something. And then the phone yeah. rang. It's like, yeah. oh, come on. And then yeah. um, Tien comes out at the high school dance to <laughs> Julian in the cutest so way. They, they go, they slow dance. And, and uh, Tien's like, Julian, are you gay? And Julian's like, <laughs> I don't really think so. <laughs> I, I don't know i love I it too so. <laughs> i love it too because julian hears the um uh song he's like dude slow song and like nudges him with his elbow and it's like let's dance and it's, it's yeah, great. he grabbed yeah he yeah. grabs tien to go do a slow dance and, it's, and it's great. one of my favorite moments and yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so cute and tien's like asks him if he's gay and he says no but he's like but i i know you are and he's like wait what and he's like yeah i kind of put it together because they were when they were in second grade uh tien was like i'm gonna marry leo and like, I like how he has a little Titanic model a too. Oh, <laughs> I thought that yeah. was great. Yeah. I actually didn't put that together that he meant Leonardo DiCaprio. That's actually mm-hmm. same. Tien. Same. Yeah. Every every person. Like Julian's that's like, yeah, you better invite you, you. better invite me to the wedding, and like, and he's just like, yeah, I've, I've, I figured it out, dude. Kind of figured like, it we've out. been friends for a long time. I figured it out. And I I just love that um that beautiful like wholesome friendship where like coming out and like being like hey i kind of like you and it's like that's cool 
I, I'm not, I don't really go that way, but yeah. like, let's still be friends. Let's go We're do this dance. Be friends. We're still going to yeah. dance. We're still going to love each other. It's just not going to be that. And that's fine. And, and it, Tien oh, is in a God. really like wholesome, like safe place where he feels like he, that, that's why he comes out to them before his parents. Cause he doesn't really know. He doesn't yeah. have and, the, that, w- those words to, to have that environment with them. And yep. Julian was like wise enough to see it coming and like kind of, kind of helped him out. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like yeah, gave yeah, yeah. A, gave him a door to walk through. So he to pretty speak. much like, yeah, I figured it out. He didn't have to like say I'm gay or anything. He was just, yeah, I, I, yeah. I figured out that you were. And, like, and also okay. a way yeah. to uh, keep him from hurting himself by being like, I don't think I'm gay, but it's fine that you yeah. are. You know, yeah. right? Exactly. Rather than yeah. waiting for Tien to ask him out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But the the then the real villains of the story the real villains in. show up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I was like, oh, this is such a cute light book. And I'm like, oh, motherfucker. (laughs) The Christian right comes in to fuck it up all over again. (laughs) So while they're at the dance, two of the teachers see the boys dancing and call Julian into the counselor's office. Dude, this got me. I was so mad. The fucking teacher. Counselor. Or priest, I guess. Yeah, the teacher calls in a priest and basically tells Tien that sometimes when parents or is he, he basically frames it as all the time no, he straight up says every single time yeah when when kids yeah. come out to their parents as gay it's like a death in the family it's like they're mourning the death of their child and so it's like wow you couldn't have said a fucking worst possible thing to, to this, this child to this child yeah. whose grandmother to this just child died. whose mother yeah. just had a terrible loss so yeah. he, right. he he got to That's see all his mother sees. experience that loss and now he's yeah. He has a priest telling him, hey, if you come out to your mom, it's going to be like that all over again. Yeah, you're and basically here. killing your grandmother again. You and absolute when he explained, monster. When he explained to the, to the priest um, that he doesn't have the language to explain it to his parents, the priest responded with, what a thank, blessing. Thank God. Dude, I know. Uh, like, oh my God. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so yeah, bad. That's so infuriating. But yeah, and in another step of them being evil when the mom comes back to town she finds out that uh the teacher and the priest want to speak with her so this she goes she goes in for incredible. a teacher uh she goes in for a parent teacher conference and basically tien has his coming out experience stolen from him because yeah, he has to stand him. in the hallway while his fucking teacher does it for him yeah um, but his mom is the best yes 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 um, and I, th- I think now we should talk about the stories and then lead yeah, up to, to the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because because the way the book is laid out is like really done. Because in between all the TN stuff, we have all the story of his mother and the way he did. Uh, the book was laid out. They're all related to these fairy tales that they're all reading, and it's I, all interspersed in mm-hmm. with each other. And before we get too far, I was it's blown so well away done. by the very simple but very effective color palettes. Oh yeah, I mean, it's so, um, so easy every, to follow. Everything yes. <laughs> in the modern, everything like modern, like like happening now is in pink tones. Uh, the fairy tales themselves are in blue tones, and everything in the past in Vietnam is yellow tones. Um, so it, it yeah, I made mean, it really easy to track. What perfectly was going on. easy. So like it flips back and forth, like panel to panel between Tian telling the fairy tales, and then back to the fairy tale itself, and then to like his parents escaping Vietnam. And like it, and it it's seamless, and it's done so effectively. Um, yeah, it's, it's I, I also super like well um, they use those uh, those those brackets we usually get when a character speaking in a different language, mm-hmm. but specifically they use it to to convey that here's two people speaking two different languages to one another, and then yeah. right. understanding each other. Which exactly. I, I knew a, I knew a, a a number of families growing up who lived like that. I always compared it to uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca, where they can understand <laughs> each other, but they can't speak each other's language. Mm. <laughs> a little bit like that. Uh, I mean, the, that's, that's great. The afterword by the author is great too, because it it really talks about um, the the broken English and Vietnamese, where you're speaking both mm-hmm. simultaneously. Like there are just certain phrases that don't exist in either in like one or the right. other of the languages, so you kind of just like flop back and forth mid sentence. And that's there isn't really Which a is way. Wild. There isn't, yeah. yeah. Like the 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 brain power that takes, I can't even comprehend. As, yeah, as like a one language person, yeah, like I, I literally cannot comprehend. Like, that. like, but like that's so translating crazy. in real time that well mm-hmm. is, is is I'm so enviable of that. 
Yeah. I, uh, I know it's very like the sort ob- obvious, but like I love that juxtaposed with the um him trying to come out because it's like you're mm-hmm. trying not only trying to find the right words to speak English in general, but you know, you're trying to find the right words to to say you're gay. So like finding stories that work with that uh like use trying to you know build on language in multiple yeah. ways yeah and it's and it's incredible um so the I first love these like fun like these light beautiful also brutal fairy tales that he's well reading. i mean fairy yeah. tales are almost always brutal right like that's yeah. the thing it's like the disney versions are a little bit I know cleaned up, but even those you're gonna cry at least once in every yeah. single one of yeah, those. Fairy Disney tales fairy are tales. thorny, man. Yeah, yeah. The first one's like a Cinderella, right? Uh, yeah. There's actually two alternate Cinderella stories in this. Um, and oh the, yeah, the, the first one is uh basically this girl. Um, what is it? Uh, Alara. Alara. Alara's mm-hmm. mom. Um, one day walked out into the sea because her father had promised never to strike her three times. Like once is an accident, twice is a mistake. The third time, you lose me. So third time, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. So she walks into the ocean and never returns. So the father, uh, basically, what doesn't he get remarried? Oh, well, doesn't no, he so, spend his life in the sea searching? Yeah, he for spends him? his life in the sea. So the aunt raises Alara, and uh, the the uh old man of the sea comes to comes to collect the debt collect the and, debt that the father owed so alara is basically forced to take on that debt and instead of accepting his term she's like okay well first in order to be your wife i need three dresses the first one's got to be made of the dawn itself as dazzling as the morning the second uh made from the evening as beautiful as the moonlight and as dark as sable and the third must be glimmering starlight gathered in a clear night sky so she like watches the Just look how the old man's like done. Okay. Fucking done. Yeah, the old man's <laughs> like, that's even it. Blake. That's it. It was close. Yeah, so of course he- it was close. <laughs> Jesus. Uh- it's, it's just funny. Like I, it's just an interesting way to portray it, but like, yeah, I just like that kind of story, like, didn't even blink. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, all right. Because it's fairy tale no problem. logic. Should have asked for more that. wishes, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so yeah, so then she sees the pieces of the sky one by one disappearing like out, and realizing yeah. that, you know, like she's going to have to be, be his wife. So the, the aunt gives her a walnut that holds all three dresses in it. And basically she's where I keep my dresses. Yeah, exactly. Dude. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, kind of like Wally's ring in the flesh. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%. Identical. Identical. Um, and basically Wally she nut. gives, there's she nothing gives her, there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She gives her uh, an enchanted coat of mini furs and says, go through the forest. So away from the ocean into Basically, the forest. Basically, go. Run. I got you. Just Get run. the hell out of here. Um, yeah. And so she, she comes upon almost like the, uh, the Seven like, Dwarves loved, kind of a vibe. I like how they intersplice this because he's reading it to his mom and his mom just like kind of glazes over just thinking about her leaving Vietnam. Yeah. And it's just like. So like they did, they did such a great job of interweaving. Yeah, that, this is a perfect that, example of that. That where... tale of that those stories because it's you know just reading the story it just brings her back to that experience of just trying to escape Vietnam, which I'm sure had to be horrifying. Yeah, exactly. In so many different ways. Yeah, and the, and and Tian realizes it and like is like, are you are you okay? And she's like, oh, sorry, I was just I was just zoning out for a second there. Yeah, it's like oh god. Yeah, because like the mom isn't ready to talk about her own issues her trauma she doesn't have the words for that either or tien's too young well, and or, i think i think know. the healing of it was going to start once she was able to go back yeah absolutely and i think that's and that was going back and making her family whole was and talking the, to and seeing her grandmother yeah exactly yeah or her mother sorry yeah, yeah. Um, there's some so, great moments where she, like there where we play with that tone shift like there's mm-hmm. this one scene where she's standing in front of her memory of vietnam like yeah. the panel behind her is is the memory and that's in that yellow tone and she's yeah the, the way the way they convey um where we are in the story is just perfect because mm-hmm. this could have been it's... really confusing and it wasn't <laughs> right yeah right <laughs> no it was very very well done for uh, seamless the seamlessness of it is cannot be overstated um so yeah so then uh alara finds the three brothers 
and they it's fought- just three it's the seven dwarves right like the exact same um and no, they they like nurse her cinderella back yeah that's seven she just goes and lives in this castle with somebody and she just gets taken in as her family yeah so so like the three brothers yeah. and their mother uh bring her back to health and then she's so thankful that she just begins working on their peach orchard and um which she has experience with because her aunt told her yeah so like she makes she makes them these delicious little pastries and stuff yeah peach tart pastries thing then and as she's working in the grove one day uh the prince comes by and is like hey can i have one of those peaches and she like literally like fucking lobs it at him (laughs) which i love dude and fucking sassy as hell and because you know (laughs) she's she's in her work clothes he doesn't realize that she's a girl and she's going to introduce herself. My name is Al. And then like she gets interrupted. And he's just like, Hey, I was just, I was just hanging out with Al over here. <laughs> he doesn't mistake her as a male either. No, he, he, he doesn't talks, really question. He talks it. about her later and refers to her in non-binary. There, terms, yeah. I, was, I, I noticed cool. that as well. Cause uh, he did. Yeah. He didn't really mistake her for a man, but he didn't really mistake her for a woman either. It's just taken at face value. And they, they yeah. build a really beautiful friendship where he's going to her and kind of unburdening himself about like having to be pressured to meet all of these princesses and like, you know, like not wanting to have to deal with like the courtship of something forced and she ends up going to the dance and you know it's the perfect it's the exact cinderella thing where like these dress splash pages man yeah dude it is this is this is where it's like all right we we read a lot of sailor moon and a lot of princess (laughs) night uh but i mean the yeah 100 and crushed it the art style is very like shoujo manga influence yeah. like 100 it's, it's gorgeous i love it i love this, how he yeah. draws hair it's very fine uh-huh. very yeah, it's like gorgeous very detailed very well thought out and and in in contrast to a lot of like the faces are done really minimalist style so it's like this like extreme detail in the hair and then the flowy gowns but like the simplicity of everything else um yeah it's it's done so well and this is the story since Tien is the one reading it to his mom, most of the art style of like the the dress and the style uh, that architecture in the story is more Western. It's more like what we think of as like a Disney princess style clothing. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so you know the the classic the prince goes back to Al and is lamenting that he can't find his princess, but in three weeks I'm gonna have another ball and maybe she'll show up there and. Um, you know, they Lo and live. behold, she's got two more dresses. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so she lives happily ever after after he figures out that Al is Alara, and yeah, and then uh, Al is about to go back into the ocean and and be claimed by her the the, the old man in the sea, and uh, her aunt comes to rescue her. Just snatches her aunt's like, "I got you, fam." Yeah, she's just like a <laughs> giant like ocean witch, and she just like snatches out the it's old great. man in her palm and is just like. You go be happy. You do you, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got you. So that's, that's a, a beautiful happily ever after moment. Uh, and that, that was the moment when he decided he was going to tell her, yes. his mom. Yeah. He was like about to come out and then the phone rang. Yeah. Like that. that and was then the, the phone rang. Right and then, at the end of that story. Um, especially, yeah, yeah since it, there is so many kind of like genderqueer overtones in the like the prince having feelings yeah, for absolutely. Al not really yeah. knowing. Um, so yeah, that that w- was a perfect moment, and then uh, the perfect moment is ruined because the grandmother passed away. Yeah, because then right after that, we we're it's the mostly the the, the mom talking to her aunt. Yeah, her aunt is get, not telling her a fairy tale. So this fairy which tale is, like is, the, is it's more, the Vietnamese Vietnamese Cinderella. Yeah, exactly. It's the it's worst like, grandmother character of all holy time. Holy shit, oh, dude! The evil stepmother. Brutal. Oh, she's awful. Evil step- yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Is, yeah. So this one That's has as the evil, evil as stepmothers get, man. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, no, this is this is like when you hear the old school grim fairy tales and you're like, Jesus Christ, yeah. everything yeah. is horrible. So in this like it started off bad and got worse yeah. somehow. In <laughs> this evil stepmother Cinderella style fairy tale, she's forced to go live in the garden uh and and clean the house every day to to appease the evil stepmother. And Dude, this whole, like, do you love me? Yes. Then do everything I ask. Yes. It's yeah. like, oh my God. Exactly. 
And so like as abuse 101. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as she's living in said garden, um, she finds that there is a magic fish, the t- the titular character um, <laughs> that uh, that she becomes friends with. And since she has a friend, she starts to glow like she becomes happier lo- <laughs> and more fulfilled. I love the fish is like she is like, oh, you can talk. He's like, I mostly listen, but or, I'm content to listen, but I can talk. Yeah, it's like. You're a sassy little fish. I love the idea that animals can talk and they choose not to because we're not yeah. very good conversation company. <laughs> yeah. I just, yell, I just give me some shrimp. Yeah. It's like, all right, let's yeah. do this. So yeah, she, she starts feeding him and becomes happy. As, like with each passing year, she's just like has a fulfilling friendship. So she's okay still doing all the chores for her stepmother because she can like share it with somebody else. And then of course the stepmother figures this out. The Her stepsister sees her feeding the fish. Yeah. Um, so then she's like, yeah, for- yeah, did her. She's yeah, like, hey, oh, stew. dude, as soon as that, I was like, oh, oh you, know, she pulled a Cartman. She, yeah, dude, yeah, hundred percent. Yep. Dude, fed her the fish. And then it's like, do you love me? Then finish the eating. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. First she had her taste it and she was like, do you like it? Is it good? She's like, yeah. And she's like, well, it's funny. We found this beautiful fish out in the garden. It's like, you bitch. Wow. <laughs> You just someone had uh, be my best friend, the and then character. before telling me, asked me if I enjoyed it or not. Like, <laughs> and then forced you. me to eat it after I know yeah. too. That's oh that's yeah. the double whammy of that is particularly evil. That from um, the chat for the titular character, right? <laughs> yeah, for after real. Fish. For real. He was only yeah. really in like a couple pages. Yeah, he really um, stuck though. He stuck. Yeah, yeah. he did. He stuck with um, us. So yeah, she she keeps the bones and she buries it at the root of what do you know? A peach tree. A peach tree. Um, and they they're about to go to the dance and the stepmother's like oh we wish you could come but like don't you love me i need you to separate these two bags of oh, rice no. it's like i accidentally mixed the brown and white rice oh. into the same bags like you <laughs> yeah piece of shit yep <laughs> <laughs> yes so why don't you start separating that a like, days before the dance and you know by the time the dance comes the the tree, the, the the bird at the base of the tree is singing, unbury the bones, unbury the bones. So she she digs up her magic fish friend and is en- ensconced in a gorgeous, oh, this this incredible dress. dress. Dude, these is, scenes, these transfer, these dress up scenes are so great. Yeah, classic so fairy tale. Pretty. But this one, very like traditional Vietnamese style. That's just yeah. gorgeous. And the birds tell the birds her, are like, we got you. Yeah, we'll, we'll separate the grains. <laughs> you go to the dance. Uh, so she does, um, meets Prince Charming, falls in love, uh, leaves, and then comes back to mourn, like, on the anniversary of her mother's death, comes back to mourn it, and, uh, the stepmother stabs her in the fucking heart. Of course. Her father's death, yeah. Oh, the father's death, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, cause, yeah. Literally stabs her through her heart. Yeah. Um, and then buries her at the base of the same tree, the peach tree, which is now huge. And, and then we get a telltale heart all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, 100%, because the tree is just like, murder, murder, murder. <laughs> all the birds of the tree keep saying murder. Yeah, so like the, the mom tells the tree you which is pretty, Which is pretty metal, if you really it's think pretty, about yeah, it. Yeah, like, no, absolutely. Well, that the, would be kind of <laughs> dope, to have a peach tree with a bunch of birds that keeps shouting murder. I'd move. Yeah, I'm immediately <laughs> gone. Yeah, no, I'd, I think I would eat those peaches. That'd be pretty tight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? So the, uh, the, the, the stepmother goes to her her actual daughter, her biological daughter, and is just like, if you love me, go chop down that fucking tree. So she chopped, which again, the tree bleeds. Metal. Yeah. Um, and then after the tree is chopped <laughs> down, the birds are still screaming, and then the the mom just rips the head off the bird with her fucking teeth. Like, it gets real dark. And then the- almost, Again, metal as fuck. And, and, and very tellingly, the tone of this story getting so bad is interspliced with the fucking priest like this is like the saddest yeah. most fucked up the moment priest, in, in yeah the- and the mom realizing she's never going to be able to put put their whole family together yeah again. exactly like it's so, all and- yeah, it's like all the trauma wrapped into exactly into one um yeah. so yeah and then uh how does the how does she come back he gets dream. She gets dreamed back by the prince. Basically, yeah, yeah. Basically, he dreams of the magnificent tree, and she comes back and to life. Bam, she's back. Yeah, she's back. She goes back to to mourn the death once again, 
and 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 fucking kills him. No, the bird. The bird goes to oh, the the, the other daughter. Oh, that's right. And says, oh, so good. Did you see how beautiful she is? Oh, you know what man. her secret is? She bathes in a vat of boiling salted sesame oil every night, and it, mm. all of her skin sloths off, and she and she has new skin grown every day, and that's why she's so gorgeous and glamorous. Oh. So the daughter does that and becomes a good little fucking. She stir fries herself. Um, so, yeah, pretty much. Uh, that's, and. Uh, not the spa day you were expecting. No. She gets general no. sewed. Yeah, <laughs> and the and it's the the and she smells delicious. She smells delicious, and <laughs> the mother eats it. And the bird says, "Tell me, did you love your daughter? Was she good? Was she? Uh, tell well, us, tell us, was she delicious? Wasn't then, she so crispy and tasty? <laughs> uh huh. And oh. then." And then yeah, uh, she just died. She just dropped dead of shock. Uh, <laughs> and then the 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 Cinderella character and her Prince Charming live happily ever after in a very very fucked up classic fairy tale style. It's movie. like Titus Andronicus. Yeah, uh, but you know, yeah that that is the one that is kind of like the darkest before dawn moment of the of both stories. Um, where Tien. Yeah, because then we get the like the upswing, and then we get it's this like the little Mer- little mermaid story. Little mermaid story, yeah. So it's the uh, the six charming daughters, and the youngest one keeps hearing of the stories of of the the land world, and uh, decides that she wants to go visit it for herself. When she turns seventeen, she goes up to the surface, meets the charming prince. Uh, crashes his fucking boat because she sings so hard that all of the oceans boil and shake. <laughs> Oops. Um, and Again, metal as fuck. Yep, and yeah, then man. can think of nothing else except him until she finally goes to her evil grandmother and uh, does the whole Cinderella thing. And on top of losing her ability to speak, she uh, every step will yes. feel like daggers in her feet. Um even though you will be as graceful as the ocean current. So like she she's Yeah, so getting... naturally she becomes a dancer. Exactly. Um <laughs> and if you and if a mortal heart does not love you, you you will not come you'll back. Die. Yeah, you'll die and not yeah. only will you not earn a seat among the stars, you will also not dissolve back into the ocean because that's kind of like it starts with this like humans when they die, their spirits go live in the stars and when we as yeah. mermaids die, we we dis- you know, dissipate back into the ocean. Um That's like so- the that's Hunt Christian Anderson, isn't it? The yeah, foam this, turning to foam. Yeah, yeah. This is the Hans Christian Andersen adaptation version. Um, I yeah. also love that when we see, the, like, the grandmother is this, like, you know, sea witch, similar to Ursula, but instead of looking like Ursula, she's a, a hammerhead shark. Like, the, yeah. her hair mm, is in the really shape. Cool. So, it's like, really silhouette. cool design. Yeah, yeah, when you see the silhouette, it's just like, oh, that's fucking rad. And this story is also very, this one has pieces of both uh, Vietnamese and Western style, kind of, uh, you know, appropriately because it's kind of tying if, everything together. In if the she end. had gotten leg, she'd be a street shark. <laughs> Jawsome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'd be Jawsome. Yeah. Jawsome. Um, also, it. like, by the time we get to the end of this story, the mom has taken over reading and yeah. has, and starts well, to kind a... of change the ending a little bit. Yes. Because the break, we get to the point where the, the mermaid who's come up is realizing that the man, the man that she gave everything up for has eyes for another. And at the same time, this is right after she had the meeting with the school. Yep. And, and then once they get home, she's like, give me the book. I'm going to read. Yeah, exactly. And just fucking crushes it. Yep. Um, (laughs) And it all comes together so beautifully. So, uh, the, the little mermaid, because she cannot talk, she ends up becoming a ballet dancer. And falling yeah. for the director of the ballet slash the play the 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 girl playing the traditionally male lead in this uh ballet called uh what was it Odin, Undine yeah, Odin or something like that um, is it Undine the is it UN or is it um uh, it's because that's a sea creature Undine O N D I N E yeah which is uh. And I read the thing in the back. It is also a famous, um, like water sprite ballet. Mm. Um, no. So kind of like juxtaposing the Little Mermaid stuff with this other storyline. But yeah, yeah. The, the other lead. Uh, yeah, they. You know, while she's looking for eyes of someone, someone else was looking at her. Yeah. So yeah. So the <laughs> the uh, director of the play and her fall in love, and they live happily ever after, and she's able to. 
get her voice back because of the power of love that happens to be queer. And yeah. basically, Tien is like, wait, that's not, that's not how the story goes. And, and the mom's like, shh, don't interrupt me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it basically, uh, the ending is very like, and they lived on together and we're happy. I don't know how to talk about this stuff, but I love everything you are. I don't want you to miss out on growing up, okay? And that's the end of the book. And yeah, just, just you know, the power of mom. storytelling to it, convey emotions that we can't necessarily express ourselves. Yeah, they use this story to have that conversation without finding it. So they found a way, a common way to tell that story to each other even though they didn't have the, the right language mm-hmm. it's great i also really the power like, of story i really like the the main through plot of our main character <clears throat> not knowing really how what with with being you know different not knowing how to fit himself into these main pivotal parts of growing up and mm-hmm. everyone in his life going He's out of their sure way to make sure it. he doesn't miss out yeah right yeah like Like, his his friends being like no you're going to the dance like your mom said that you're the first person in their family to ever go to a high school dance so you're going (laughs) i don't care if you don't have anything to wear i also love that like there's a lot of just like small growth moments for tien where like um he's wearing this this jacket that's been like patched up a bunch of times by his mom and he's like hey can i just like get a new jacket and she's like no this one's great like this one's got character and he's like at first not really into it, but then Julian compliments it, and he's like, "No, mom, I do love the jacket." And it's this yeah. like acceptance for who he is, and in that way, becomes pride in who he is because people accept yeah. him and love yeah. him. Yeah, I-, I just love how his friends and family, like like I kind of said earlier, they give him doors to walk through, like like they give they give him ways out or ways in. Yeah. And yeah, then that's, that's beautiful. Then that's a, a lot of the time what, you know, kids in general always need that, but queer kids especially because they're trying to navigate just how to, how to be a person and this added obstacle of not knowing if the people you love most in your life are going to reject you for who you are is fucking terrifying. It's terrifying for every kid, but it's, it's. You know, it can be fucking fatal. Like this is life or death shit for for queer kids, and it's. I think it's a really important story to be telling right now, where so much of the country is trying to make their identity a crime. Um, and yeah, no, I think it's it's a really important to see how we can support the people in our lives, especially the children in our lives that need it. And how important just these small wins are, like just being able to dance at a dance without being, you know, messed with. Yeah. Or, Th- you know, things... having a follow up on that or, you know. Yeah. Having, having to get detention and a counselor and a fucking priest. Yeah. Be- and there's, a, there's being... this one, one whole page where um, he's talking about going to the library and talking to the librarian about ways to try to bridge that gap with his, with his parents. And how the the, li- the librarian was cool about it and how he was like, mm-hmm. you know, it was weird that I came out to my librarian before my parents. And I had to kind of pause in that moment and go like, there are states now where that's what we just saw as a crime. Yeah. And, and not yeah. only is it a crime that teacher can lose their job permanently for right. not reporting that, for not going to the, like, the police and or, like re- reporting either the kid or the parent for providing a, a loving and affirming home. Right. You know, and that's, it's fucking horrifying and fucking terrifying. And it's the human impact of that. Like we can look at all this legislation and be mortified by it, but the human impact of it is so much bigger and we'll never see those little stories with every single one of those kids. That's, that's hurt by this is it's incalculable. That's, what, that's why so. books like this and stories exactly. like this are so are so important. They hit so hard because it 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 kind of forces people to look at it this way and be like, exactly. okay, well, you know, that uh, this is this is an awful way <clears throat> to treat a young kid in school. Like this is fucking horrible. Yeah, and and I, Tian was so is... lucky to have friends and family that weren't doing that as well. Right. You know, because that could have uh, like, that no. could have been so much worse if it if he didn't have like a loving home. Exactly. 
and like not that there's anything wrong with it because we've read a bunch of plenty of other books that are very different in how they deliver the message but like this is done in such a innocent yeah and non-explicit way but it get it's you're getting to the same point it's, so it's, it's like, done it's, in the family-friendly way that you can hand this to a child it's really hard to say this book is like there's this book is wrong there is absolutely <laughs> <Yeah>. nothing that would <laughs> like, it would be really hard like, to tell you that like to we people. talked about genderqueer and there are a couple parts of genderqueer that are sexually explicit because it discusses right. sexual encounters in sure. a very absolutely. pg-13 kind of way but it's still like, yeah, maybe this book is for like 13 year olds, people that are going it's, through it's, puberty. Yeah. You know, it's for older. Yeah. It's definitely for older teenagers. Readers. Yeah. Like, but like this one, teens. like you said, this is, this is truly could if, be for If anybody. somebody tries to say that there is something offensive about this book, there is absolutely no way you can pretend it's not bigotry. Like, right. there is no. Right. Yeah. That's kind of the point I was getting to. There is absolutely yeah. no hiding behind some kind of like, oh, no, they showed boobies and mouse. And like, like and, no, you're just a Nazi. Me, what, are, what are we doing here? Right. Like, mouse being different. But, like, to me, stories like this can be more powerful. Yeah. Because they're so normal. Oh, yeah. For lack of a better term. Right. And this- they're so innocent. So, just like, they're just good, wholesome stories. And, like, I feel like those can hit harder than other things that are showing a more graphic or like and there are probably places, a lot of times a, a darker side yeah of it. and there are, there are absolutely yeah. places for both like just last week Agreed. we recorded agree. the um uh, the episode on invisibles uh where we talk about specifically like a, a character going through some really traumatic experiences as a trans yeah. woman and those books are important this book is also important and this book i feel like has they're a, also just for they could be different, for different audiences people. exactly same yeah. thing as <laughs> like yeah drag shows not all drag shows are for children. That's why they're at bars, yeah. assholes. There, yeah. There's a I difference mean, between a drag show and and a drag an all ages drag show. Exactly. But like straight people it's how have, the straight people have a million different stories. Exactly. It's, you got it's like yeah. you know you can do yeah right. Queer, queer stories like yeah queer like stories this, contain multitudes because we're finally allowing queer stories to be in well, society. To be stories normal, like this you know? are great because it's using straight stories to tell a queer one right and And yeah traditionally the the fairy tale has always been very gender normative and in that in these fairy tales there is some gender stuff going on too it's taking the it's subtle yeah but like they really flip it on its head at the end but i just think it's it's normalizing something that should be normalized there's also a through plot too where they talk about how stories like this change over time yeah, they and change they, depending yeah, on who's exactly. telling it and where the right. person is telling it. And where they come from it. and, and like, their experience. Yeah, the aunt is telling their, their like the, the Vietnamese Cinderella story to the mom. And the mom's like, is that how it ended? I don't remember that. She's and like, I don't know. They, we well, we the aunt's like, yeah, I mean, I, I told it differently back then. I'm a different person now. You're a different person now. And this is the story we need right now. And that's exactly what she did with the, with the last story by changing it into like the queer happy ending. This um, book could right. fit so well into like a high school literature class. Yeah, like a like a um, using fairy tales uh, using as story as a storytelling yeah. device. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, put like this do a right couple of to... grim stories, maybe. Yeah. you know, and then like plop this in the middle somewhere. Yeah, as like a grounding <laughs> surprise. <point>. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got some magic fish up in this bitch. Yeah. This no, is this great. Is, I I, I hadn't perfect... heard of this before it showed up on our reading yeah. list, and I'm glad it did. This was this like is I really liked it. It um yeah I I knew about too. it because a bunch of people had been like asking about it, and I I'd, I'd been wanting to read it for forever, but we kept selling out of it constantly at work. So mm-hmm. it was and I and I knew it's the subject a good matter sign too. Yeah, yeah, and I knew the subject matter, so I was like telling people to read it, um, yeah. without without being certain of for myself that it's beautiful and yeah no it's fucking beautiful it's uh i'm so glad i finally read it and yeah, it was i really enjoyed it yeah no and th- i i feel like this is if you have a person in your life who might be struggling with how to talk about this kind of stuff like you can just feel that they might need a push through that door um yeah i think this is a this is a great way to do that um, yeah i, I was yeah. thinking about that too of like of like this is a good book to just kind of like subtly loan to someone you know mm-hmm. here 
we don't have to talk about it, but here you go. Yeah, I thought I you might. You know. I thought you might like. I thought this. you might like this. Yeah, 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 yeah I've got exactly. like a like a like a niece or nephew or something who yeah, uh, yeah. clearly, you know, I I I get a vibe, but I'm not sure. And you know, even if it's not, maybe this will help. Maybe this, not. This is a good exactly, book. Right. and yeah. it's and yeah. it's and it's a perfect book for you know, this could like be a good book on how if you have a strained relationship or difficulty communicating with a parent in any way it's not just about that yeah right. in any way yeah or even right. if you're a exactly. parent who's having a hard time getting through to your kids yeah. this is a good yeah yeah oh cool maybe i can use something a lot of this is i think it's he figured out or realized obviously later on like they had they used a common interest to bond and communicate and mm-hmm. i think that's a very you know whether it's a story whether it's sports whether it's building a computer or something whatever it is yeah it whatever matter. whatever hobby or interest that you have with you, a person you, you can yeah. you can connect with Use it on that a, to understand each other yeah, yeah exactly like exactly the yeah. things that unite us are are bigger than the than our differences yeah no matter what I, I, I have this relationship with people using the simpsons like i've i've often <laughs> right. said the simpsons are its own language like you can have a Dude, whole conversation I, with simpsons quotes yeah i don't speak I that two, language i know two people i used to work with they i they literally could talk in Simpson references and not skip a beat for like hours. I, I've I've <laughs> developed um a, 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 I've developed a friendship with a couple of people from from the UK through podcasting, mm-hmm. and The Simpsons is one of our grounding. Um, That's great. Go tos. There's I even found there's a Simpsons group on Facebook called Ireland Simpsons fans, where it's Irish centered. <laughs> simpsons memes and some of them i don't understand at all and they're even funnier <laughs> because i have no idea what's going on it's like that's funny yeah, it's, it's the simpsons is kind of like that fairy tale language for me and and I, comic books i Com- mean yeah i mean yeah sure. comics anything look at all of us and our friendship is completely it started with comics it was and- like I recommended something, you dug it, we talked about it again later, and was like, oh shit, this person is is a, a friend. Like this is this is a yeah. comrade in arms. Like this is a person <laughs> that we that we have the same and then it was like a matter of like me talking to RJ at the shop and then Adam walks up and then now we're all three of us are in a car. and then Sean yeah, walks up and now and now there's a podcast. It's funny, we probably all <laughs> wouldn't be friends if it wasn't for comics. One hundred percent. I don't know how we would have crossed paths. Maybe I would have run. I met. I would have met Adam at a at a hardcore show. And I, I don't met go RJ. to hardcore shows almost ever. So that exactly. Happen. And I would have met RJ at a like movie premiere or something. But all of us are too awkward to initiate conversation. So like that wouldn't yeah. have never. Except for me. Yeah, and, and I would have we never just... never seen you in in real life outside of you know like look at you mm. and your normie ass self. But if you did, I would have been. If I would have been in your world, I would have been. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have remembered it. <laughs> I mean, that yeah, would be com- the problem. That is also yeah. the problem. Comic books is just my my love language. Just sure. recommending yeah, recommending things to people is like my favorite thing on the planet. And then sharing that, yeah, like I just bought two books that yeah. RJ's been telling me to read. <laughs> exactly, books. and that's yeah, like like watching the movies and the TV shows that he recommends is is like uh, that's how I bond. That's how I yeah, like you said, love language. Absolutely. It's yeah. great. Yeah. It's uh yeah, art is great. Art rules. Hot take. Yeah. Art, art, is, art is a good thing. That's, art is always the way in, man. Very like, Morrison of us. <laughs> yeah. If you can't sure. think of anything else, there's always some kind of art that you can find your way in with. Uh I, I use wrestling I for that a lot. I can always out oh, a wrestling yeah. fan at a party who's like <laughs> not supposed to talk about wrestling, and it's always fun. <laughs> Oh, this person should not be talking about this in public. Or like, like this person's uh, partner is embarrassed Told by them, their wrestling. You're not allowed. And yeah. I'm going to bring it out, and it's going to be. <laughs> that, that's what I. Yeah, that's what I was like. It's like, all right, Bill, we're going to go to this party. It's going to be real nice. I need you to be fucking cool. Do not fucking bring up wrestling unless someone else does. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I'm not someone Adam, else. Agent of <laughs> yeah. chaos. Because, like, you know, that person's probably like reasonably confident it's not gonna come up yeah but then i see them from across the bar and i go that guy's into wrestling you just lock eyes yeah you start wrestling him and then you're like what's happening you just you just like make a reference to cactus jack in conversation just like a really obscure moment and that dude just is like fuck yes let's go and then it happens yeah it's great yeah i'm glad we did this this is a great start to the series yeah good start to the this this uh, trio. Yeah, this this is gonna get the next one's kind of a bummer. Uh, we next, we just next did one's heavy. Craven's Last Hunt, which was 
a bummer. So I wanted uh, we were like discussing which one to good. do first, and I was like, maybe the other two are kind of also traumatizing. So maybe we need not maybe to back we need to, back. to start a out on a, on a happy yeah. note. Yeah. Not front load the trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a this is a good this is a good series so far. I like this one. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I also will say, like, just as one final note, um, it doesn't dwell in the negativity of those fucking asshole like teachers and like priests. And no, shit. not even like, like almost. Uh, they're like almost an afterthought. It's yeah, just a they, thing they, that happens great. to them. It's a thing that happens, Correct. but that is not the focus, and I love that. Which is, I dude, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, again, I don't have the, but like the stories that focus on. The not trauma like obviously there's always going to be fucked up shit and trauma in queer stories but when they like when they focus on everything else about them being a person about all the cute moments he has with his friends about his mom and them bonding it just makes to me it enriches the story even more yeah. and it makes it it kind of drives the point home that yo these are just fucking people yeah that are trying to be happy and, and that's it and here's a couple assholes making their life a little bit harder don't you right. hate them after you've seen right. how cute right. they right. are exactly <laughs> don't you yeah. want the like, best for him this priest yeah. needs to be punched in the face he's a cute he's a fucking <laughs> little kid just trying to figure out who the fuck he is but, and reading stories with his mom like how are you gonna fucking hate this kid like you know yeah, what i mean exactly. like no it's yeah it's great I, I it's such a it's so well done when that's done like we said there's a place to talk about that because it's very real and it's very important. Yeah, the trauma stories are important, but sometimes you. But need... I like when the wave of the normalization comes because then you get. I think you get really powerful stories of just human people. Yeah. Yep. That just you know they're queer. Who cares? Like it's great. <laughs> yeah. They're queer. You're not. It doesn't matter. They're just fucking people trying to get through this world, aren't, just like all of us. We all? <laughs> exactly. It's great. I, I love that. Hell yeah. Ah, this is great. I love this. This is good. Yeah. It's a, it's a good, this is a good start. This is a really sure. good start. We're, yeah. We're, yeah. All right. So, so tune in, tune in uh, next time. We're going to talk about It's Lonely at the Center. Is What is it? It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. By Zoe Thorogood. And yeah. Um, uh, be warned. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. All right. So <clears throat> this is a... Uh, this is this is a Patreon first series, so if you're if you're Ooh. in our Patreon subscriber pool, you're getting this before anybody else. Uh, if you, thank you and you're welcome. Yeah, and uh, if you're a regular <laughs> subscriber, you're gonna get this later. But you know, if you want to maybe get in on this action sooner, consider joining the Patreon. Not, not only will you get this, but you'll get like a ton of other stuff that that Julian Chandra has to offer. So join our join our Patreon. Also head on down to our discord channel and chat with us uh, we got all kinds of cool conversations going on there i'll give you all that stuff in the episode description so uh till next time this has been now in trade uh goodbye everybody